Hi friends, I'm Paige. And I'm Abby. And welcome to a Love Like This podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Love Like This. Joining us today, we have our closest cousin. She's basically our little sister, Charlize. Charlize has got an incredible story that she is finally sharing. We wanted to give her a platform and a space to share it. This is the first time she's ever shared her testimony. So it's really, really special. It's getting released on her birthday. Guys, this is an incredible story that you don't want to miss about how God moved in her life when she lost her best friend, Paris, from alcohol consumption. Guys, this needs to be brought into light and I really wanted her to be able to share this story with everyone here because I love hearing how God moves in people's lives and seeing someone so close to me like Charlize uh, have this happen to her is wild so we're so excited I beg of you please listen to this episode so last week's episode with Natasha was a really good kind of outline on faith and it was just like a really good basis of everything God related kind of. So what we really wanted was to kind of, I love hearing stories about how God has moved in people's lives. And I know a lot of people get impacted by that. So this week we join with Charlize, our cousin. Um, And Charlize actually has an incredible testimony, an amazing story. And this is actually the first time she's ever fully shared the story publicly with anybody. So this is actually a huge deal for her. It's a huge deal um, for the Paris, the girl in the story. It's a huge deal for her family and for Charlize's family. And yeah, we're excited to get into it. So Charlize, you have an incredible story and an incredible testimony. Um, that's It's too incredible not to share. It has to be shared. We've told that to you since it happened that eventually one day you're going to have to share this story. Today's our day, which is really, really cool. So we want to give you now just the space to tell the story. You tell the story. I want people to hear it. So basically, like, I've believed in God my whole life, but I never actually had a relationship with him. And, like, I was never, like, seeking out to be, like, Jesus, you know? Like, it was just, yeah, God's real. Like, I'll go to him when I need to. Like, that's all it was. And it wasn't about until two years ago when I, like, became a Christian. And this was when my best friend, Paris, passed away from an accidental alcohol overdose. So she was my best friend since we were, like, Five. They moved in next door, so like li- she lived literally next door to me. Like my best friend, it was the best thing ever. Cute. You guys are crazy, wild, <laughs> wild. Child. They were, they we were did everything. Together, I don't want to say what well, you guys were just outside all the time. I remember coming over, and I, rem- I even remember. I remember the <laughs> first day we hung out with Paris. Yeah, in her old house before they rebuilt the house, in the sprinklers, in our underwear, mm-hmm. in the dirt. Like <laughs> that's where you guys lived. Oh you guys lived there. Little- she was crazy. She oh. was so adventurous. Like, we used to go for bushwalks down the back. Did she ride a pig? She (laughs) rode her pig. She was, oh my gosh. Like, this girl is the definition of, like, crazy. Like, she did everything. She wasn't afraid. Like, she was the type of person that just wanted to try new things. And she, like, she wasn't afraid of anything. She was very adventurous and, like, nothing held her back. Like, when she put her mind to something, she wanted to do it. You can't stop her. Like, that's just it. She always beat me in soccer, too. Yeah. Bro, oh my gosh. All the time. Like, we'd go to horse competitions because we're obsessed with horses and dogs. She used to make me, like, laugh to the point where I'd pee my pants. Like, <laughs> I remember. <sighs> so on the 8th of June, 2018, at around 8.30 at night, it was obviously dark and it was raining. Paris went missing. Um, and Olivia, her sister, she called me up and asked if I had seen her. And the last time that she was seen was when 
she went outside to go and play with the dogs. Like she would always do that. She would just go outside, run around down the back and play with the dogs. It was just Paris being Paris. And that's all I thought it was. And I didn't think much of it until like 20 minutes later, Olivia called me again and they still hadn't found her. They had checked up the roads. They checked the paddocks. They checked all through the house, like everywhere they could. And they still couldn't find her. It's like, this was when I was like, okay, like something's up. So I told my mom, we ran over and like, it was raining, it was dark. Like you, you couldn't really see very well, but my mom had her head torch and we started to make our way down the back. Like we, I kind of thought she was like playing hide and seek. Like she was just joking around. Like she does that all the time. And I was like, Paris, like this isn't a joke anymore. Like you need to come out. Like we're getting worried. And like, we still couldn't find her. And then we kept walking down the paddock and mom shined her torch like to the side of the paddock. There's like a walkway. She saw Paris's pink pants. And she was like, oh my gosh, like that's Paris. So Olivia, my mom, myself, we all ran over there and she was unconscious. And like, when I tell you right now, like I've never seen anybody like that. She was bloated. She was all blue. Like she was lifeless. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> what was I up to? Um, so as you can imagine, seeing my best friend like that was so traumatic. And when you're in a situation like that, like you literally don't have time to think because you're so in shock and like you just don't know what to do. Anyway, my dad came over and he started doing CPR while the ambulance was um, on the phone. Um, at this point, we still didn't know what had happened to her. Like we had no idea why she was in the paddock. We don't know like how she like why she was laying there like that and looked like that. Like we had no idea. Um, and I remember me and my little brother Tice, we were just standing there while like they're doing CPR because there was nothing we could do and like I remember I was just like praying like begging God like this you can't take her from me like this is my best friend she has to stay like she's too young and like I just prayed that this wouldn't be something that's gonna take her life like she's gonna be okay like just wake her up like oh, I prayed so hard and like me and my brother were bawling our eyes out and when the ambulance came they said that they could instantly smell like really strong alcohol and they took her straight to the hospital and she was put on life support. And um, the next two days, like, was majority in the hospital waiting for her to wake up. And, like, I heard that apparently, like, people in a coma, they can, like, hear still. So, like, we played her favourite songs. Like, we talked to her. Like, we did everything to wake her up. At one point, I was like, Paris, like, I know you're in there, bro. Like, stop playing. Just get up. And once her vital signs were back to normal, she was tested if there was any brain cells still alive. Because obviously without brain cells, you can't wake up because your brain is what tells you like to move and everything like that. So while we're in the hospital, we like tried to figure out like why she would do this, like why she would take so much alcohol that it got to the point where it would kill her. And I went on to Instagram on her phone and I went to her saved. And I had found a video, a tutorial of an alcohol mix of vodka and warheads. And that was the exact drink that she had consumed on the night. And like we looked through the comments and people were saying like, this is lethal, like this will kill somebody. You can't, don't make this like, you know, and obviously she didn't see the comments. And anyway, so her alcohol blood levels got to 0.4 and the legal limit is 0.02. So she was eight times the limit. Like that's more than enough to kill an adult. And for a growing 15 year old girl, like you've got no chance. And anyway, the first test she had was 0% of like, there was no brain cells, they couldn't see any. And like hearing this, like it got so much harder, but like we refused to believe she was gone. Like 
it just couldn't happen. Like, you know, I was so determined that she had to wake up. Like I wasn't about to lose my best friend. So we did a second test and that one was also like no brain cells. And I remember I was at home in the kitchen with my mom and Bill, who's Paris's dad, he called my mom and like he said, Michelle, like the results, there's no brain cells, like she's got no chance of waking up. And hearing this, like it literally shattered me. Um, like it just broke me on the spot. I was like, she's not coming back, like she's gone. And like knowing, <laughs> yeah, um, like I couldn't bring myself to believe it. Um, and like knowing that I'm going to have to say, like I'm going to have to say goodbye to my best friend, like at 15 years old, like that's the worst thing ever. Like that, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. It was just the worst. Like I can't even like describe the heartache that it brought me. And like that was on the second day. And they had to, obviously her parents, they are the strongest people I know. Like they had to make this decision to turn the machines off. Um, and like, oh, I love them so much. They're the most amazing people ever. Like they have their own like issues dealing with and they still are there for me. Like they're just, oh, they're so amazing. No, I was just going to say, Charlize, I remember the night it happened. I remember you sent me a Snapchat and you were like, keep Paris in your prayers. Like she's not breathing and I remember reading that being like, oh my God. like, what's happening? So I called you straight away and apparently you answered the phone when you're on the way to the hospital right after you had just seen her. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify to everyone, like the cry that I heard Charlize, I try to forget it because it was petrifying. Like I had never, I mean, you're my closest cousin. Like you've been my little sister since we were little. Like we grew up with Paris. Like the cry that you had it was just indescribable it was terrifying it was so scary yeah it was oh it was so scary like I'll never forget it but like since then I've come like such a long way like I'm not really so like I used to be very like fearful of and having nightmares and stuff like that but like now I've kind of learned to live with it anyway back to the story so on the day they turned the life support off which was the 11th of June um, I went to Manly with my family on Anya Rachel's birthday, which yeah. is Abby Page's mom, to just take my mind off it because, like, I really didn't want to isolate myself and just be thinking about, like, oh, my gosh, like, today is the day they're turning the machines off. Like, this is it. Anyway, so we went to Manly, and I remember it was the most beautiful thing. Um, Rob and I, we went up the mountain, and, oh, Robin is my brother's girlfriend, by the way, and we saw two whales, and there was a rainbow. And like when I saw that rainbow, like that just told me like she's in heaven. She's 100% in heaven. Like I just needed to have faith in that and believe that. And like now every time I see a rainbow, it's like, oh, like Paris is watching over me right now. Like she's up there. And do you remember, Charlize, remember the restaurant we had lunch that day? And the the rest of your family surprised. And the rest of your family, no, not the boat house, the other restaurant. We went to the boat house later. Yeah, it was seafood. When we were having lunch there, I remember looking over the ocean and it was like there was like all grey, but the sun was shining. It was and there it was, was a weird there was day. There was the biggest rainbow that literally stretched from left to right of the horizon. And I remember it was my mum, I think she said she's like, Oh my god, like that's a sign that Paris is yeah. there. Like and I remember looking at that being like as I've never seen a rainbow this prominent. The colours on this rainbow just look way prominent than what they usually Ever do. since then I've like never like rainbows are just so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When I see one, I'm like, wow, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, so from that day on, I had to wake up every morning telling myself, like, she's not here anymore. And like, I was trying so hard to just accept it, but oh, like, it's just so, like, it, it's in your gut. Like, you can feel it. It's just so painful, like, knowing that you're going to wake up and, you know, she used to live right next door to me. She's not there anymore. Yeah, and anybody who is listening who's experienced grief knows what that feeling is like. Mm. Um, And, like, losing Paris brought me to a really low and dark part of my life. I was having a lot of nightmares. I was having breakdowns every day. And I was so full of anger towards God because I wasn't always thinking, I was thinking like, how, how could he let this happen? And I didn't, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was always isolating myself and I was stuck with a bag of like trauma and sadness. And it took me like a good few months, probably longer, maybe a year to like fully accept that this has happened. So Paris and I, we were doing homeschool together. And um, so that was what I was doing like in the time that she like passed away and that. And like, the, obviously I was not gonna do homeschool by myself without her because that is just like, I would go down a whole path yeah. of depression. So I decided to move to ACC, Australian Christian College. And I found this school through Abby and Paige because that's where they moved. And they said that like, it's a beautiful school. Like there's, the culture is so amazing there. And there's so many kind people, like there's no bullying there. Like it's the best school ever. So, you know, I trusted that. And I went to ACC. And like at this time, I was still in a really rough spot, but everybody was so kind to me. And I met who is like my best friend today, Chloe. We got along so well and we became so close, like so quickly. And she reminded me a lot of Paris because she was so outgoing and she's so crazy. Chloe was also in a really rough season at this time and we kind of just helped each other through it. And she invited me to Youth at Hillsong and I knew that Paris used to go. So I was like, okay, like I'll give it a go. I'm not sure if I'll like it, but I'll go. And I loved it so much. I saw a whole other world that I didn't even know about before. Like I know about church, like all that, but this was just such like, it just felt so good to be there. Like I just yeah. felt like, like this is gonna sound so like cliche, but like it was just my place. Like I, just, yeah. I loved it. Um, so I started going every week and I became like so much more interested in Jesus. And then Chloe, asked me to come to a summer camp, which is basically just like a church camp over three days. I didn't want to go because like, I thought it was going to be really lame and that I wasn't really going to enjoy it. But she was telling me, like she managed to convince me and I went and like, it was fun. Like I loved it. I met so many new friends. I also met my boyfriend there, <laughs> yo. <laughs> On the second day, they were playing this worship song and like, which one was it? I think it was Whole Heart. Yeah, it was Whole Heart. And like, I'm like not even kidding right now. Like I felt a breath come past me and it was like, I've got her. Like that, those were three words like just stuck in my mind. Like I've got her. And when I heard that, I just dropped to my knees. I was so overwhelmed and like, I just let it all go. Like I just let all that sadness and trauma and all that fear, I just let it all go out of me. And I just put my hands up and I was so worshiping good. God. Like, thank you. Like just take it all. Um, And then, after that, they gave me the opportunity to like make the decision to give my life to God. And I put my hands up and I did that. And that was the night I was saved. So like from then on, it was like the chains that I was carrying and all the bad parts about losing her were just like lifted. Like it's when I realized that something good is going to come out of this. It was the best de decision I ever made. And like it's. It's in the, it was in the midst of my loss when I had never felt closer to God. 
Like never in my life had I felt that feeling. And like it didn't just become easy from then, but I was able to feel happy again and laugh about things. Um, and like God became my source of happiness. Mm. And like the pain even today is still with me, but I've learned to live with it. You know, like I still cry about it. I still think about it and like, oh, like it still aches my heart, but I've learned to live with it and just be happy again. And um, like it also taught me to be really thankful for what I have um, and that there will be good things, so many good things that are going to come out of it. Like I didn't just lose my best friend. Like this is, this it has to make something good, you know? And like, I know now that I need to share this story and I pray that it has impacts on people. You know, that Paris losing her life could be what saves many others. I remember that day that, and I had been a Christian for like a year or something when this all happened. And I remember the day that we went to Manly. I remember so clearly, and this, I mean, the song we're gonna put over this episode is the music I listened to that day, looking over that ocean the sun just looked different that day. I can't even, it was like orangey. I don't even know. It looked different, right? And I just remember feeling so much like peace. It almost felt like heaven was on earth for a whole day. Like I couldn't explain it, but I just felt God so evidently that day. Even at Paris's service, usually a funeral is, it's, it's sad. Like, I mean, it was sad. It was, it was awful. Like it was so horrible. But sitting at the top of that Hillsong Chapel, and seeing the bright light come in, like seeing it over Sandy and Bill and seeing it over your family, like I cannot explain to you. Bro, then you walk like, in there playing so light and oceans so bright, and we worship to oceans at the service, seeing the photos of Paris. I'm like, there is like, God is so in this room. And I, was, I always remind Shalise, I'm like, how cool is it that you'll promise that you are going to see her again? Like, thanks to Jesus, he's living proof that there is life after death. You're going to see Paris again. Like I always say to Shalise one time, I think it was a year after, like it was her one year anniversary since she went. And I remember saying to you, I'm like, Shelly, she's in a place now that there is no impatience. She's she's waiting for you. Like she probably has a stable with a beautiful horse waiting for you. Like you don't know what heaven, what's on this side. Like we're only on this side of eternity, Pip. And that's Um, faith, you know, like hope has a name. Like she's home. She's home. And what did I tell you last night? The quote by Catherine Wolfe. Remember his yeah his story is his story if you have eyes to see it that way and the fact that you just said or did you and the fact that something that you pointed out earlier was because you knew that like this can't be like the end of my story this I don't think and like what Catherine Wolf says all the time she says suffering is never the end of a story every story has to be good because God doesn't know how to write any other kind of story so the fact that this awful thing that happened to you it happened to sandy bill ryan Chaz, your olivia. entire family olivia everybody who was like involved in paris's life i mean us it had an impact on me as well but the fact that this was not the end of the story it was only the start of something good that god is writing yeah. like that you're just walking evidence of that like it's so incredible so how is this entire thing what is something that you would tell people about god and faith like i'm just thinking God made you, you were a nobody at one point. I mean, like what mom says, everybody's a somebody, but you felt like you were a nobody after yeah. losing her. And yeah. God pulled you out of the, what does whole heart say? Is that whole heart? He pulled me from the clay, sat me on a rock and called me by name. Is that that song? Call me by your name. 
yeah, yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and he named you as somebody like that actually happened to you so through yeah. all of this what do you what do you want to tell people about god and about faith like you um, go you preach well there was there was so much that like so many lessons that i got from this so like a big thing was have faith and trust that his trust his plan through the challenge your faith is always going to be challenged and it's so important to just trust God and keep pushing through the storm. Like you can't just run away from it. You have to push through it to get to the other side. Don't let your challenge take you away from your destination and in every challenge there's victory. Um, and if you've got Jesus on your side, like you've already won. Uh, and I've heard a pastor say this one time. I can't remember which pastor it was. Um, but it was God turns up in the chaos and creates. And like that really spoke to me because that's that's what happened. Like yeah. it was chaotic and like I was so broken, but like God turned that into something beautiful mm-hmm. and he turns it into a story that's going to have impact on other people. And yeah, it's just it's amazing. It's crazy. It's like, awesome. yeah. And just like to trust God that the season you're going through is for a reason and his timing is so perfect. Like everything will work out in the end. And another thing was... If you're going through something, don't lean on yourself, but lean on God. Because I know during that time, I was trying to just figure it out for myself. Like I was just relying on myself. I was like, no, I'm the only one. Like I need to fix this for myself. Nobody can help me. Like I've, I'm broken and like, I I didn't have anyone. I didn't even talk to like my parents like deeply about it. I was just so broken and in a really bad place. But um, a verse I love that like helped me a lot is Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Um, and it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. You may see like those times as if it won't get better or nothing good will come out of this, but you only see and understand what's right in front of you. Like God sees everything. He knows your future because he planned it and you have a purpose in this world. And you have to remain your faith in God and keep watering it and he will be with you every step of your journey. Like, that's it. Just keep having faith in him. Keep talking to him because he wants nothing more than to have a relationship with you. And like, he wants to see you open your heart to him. Like, he's already there waiting at your door. You know, you just have to open it and be like, yeah, like, I love you, God. Like, I'm here. And there was also another verse that really stuck with me. And it was Romans 8, 28. All things work for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Flashbacks. Um, <laughs> you might not understand now, but like it will all come together and you'll be like, oh, like now it makes sense, God. I see, like I see why you did that. And like storms that happen in our life is what shapes us to become who God wants us to be. This is going to sound like cheesy, but there's always a rainbow after the storm. Like someone's life can be cut short at any moment. You don't know when that is. Like even your own life. So live every day like it's your last and just love everyone. You know, love your enemy as well. Pray for the person who gave you a rough time and be thankful. Like tell your mom and dad you love them. Tell your friends you love them. Thank people for just as much as being a part of your life. Um, But most of all, thank God for everything he's done in your life, all the good, like everything, because all the bad has a reason for it. You know, you're going to get something amazing out of it and he can turn a mess into a masterpiece. And also, like, just forgive others and make the most of the little things because they're what is what most important. You know, like, little memories, cherish them. Like, cherish the moments with your family, with your friends because you don't know when the last time will be, you know. 
So yeah, like after Paris died, I like wrote all the memories I could think of. And like when I would go around the house or go to Paris's house, like I would see things and that would trigger a memory. And then I would go and I'd write it down. So like, because obviously when you grow older, like I'm going to start to forget these memories and all the little moments. So, you know, I, I write them out. And like sometimes when I'm thinking about Paris, I'll go through them and like I make myself laugh because it's just so funny. Yeah. You know, she's probably like down there like reading it to me like, oh, I remember yeah. that. That was hilarious when you peed your pants, Charlize. <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah. you guys used to pee yourself all the time? Yes. Oh my you guys, gosh. You guys used to take bush peas in a bush like grotty... <laughs> Freaking disgusting! Wow, I remember. Do you remember the so day we bad. went we went down to the bush and mm. Ty, and Tyce was having like a fit and Paris was there and your your dad was on his motorbike and he revved the motorbike and ran straight over my foot but I played it off like nothing happened like I didn't get I just run over by a motorbike. Paris. I'll never forget <laughs> this incident was down the back as well. I swear that place is so dangerous. Anyway, so there was one time me, you, Tyce, and Paris were down the back mm. and. So where Charlize lives, they live on like how many acres? There you go, five acres, right? And then beyond that is like a f- big bush with like cliffs and stuff. Yeah, and I remember there was like these leaves, and I slipped. Like I was, I'm, I'm, I'm sliding down the thing. Or was that you? That was me. What? So what was it? The motorbike thing. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, actually. Paris, no, but she said one of the, was, no, 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 Paris I was Tyce's well. saving grace that moment. She was, I was sliding down this cliff of leaves and I threw Tyce over to Paris. Paris caught him and I swung myself around a tree that was hanging off the edge of the cliff. So I almost fell off a cliff that day. I um, sworn, so I could have sworn that was me. No, it was I, me. Are you yes, sure? It was me. I was wearing blue Ray-Bans. I remember it was me. No, <laughs> no shoes. Remember you're like, I have no grip on my shoes. I, <laughs> I was like, Paris, get him. And I like threw him to her. Um, but... You know, I think something beautiful about this whole story, Charlize, is that what it does to me every time I think about it or every time I'm reminded, like, that she's, like, not here anymore, it's just, like, a massive shift in perspective. It's, like, what are the things that actually matter? Mm. Really yeah, what well, matters? Yeah. Mm, for sure. Well, Charlize, you know, we were talking about this earlier. This is the first time you have ever shared her story and your story, and I love that it's all the one. I just... I'm really proud of you for coming on the show today and sharing that. It wasn't easy for you. We saw that. <laughs> but I just don't want you to, you know, listen back and be like, oh, I messed up here and stuff. Because this is the first time in two years, you know. Mm. It's taken time for mm. you to get to this point and now it's just God's calling you to just share it because mm. it's a story that needs to be heard. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that you shared it today because I really think it's going to impact a lot of people. Charlize, do you have a strong, important message that you want to share for teenagers who are underage? Know your limits, you know, like maybe you're going through a rough patch and it's starting to lead you down the wrong path. You know, I don't know, maybe like, who knows, drugs, alcohol, whatever, but like know your limits and know that you are so loved and your life is so important. You know, like God loves you, whether like, and seek help, you know, like, talk to somebody about it, whether you're Christian or not. Like, if you are Christian, go to God, talk to him. But if you're not, like, that's okay. Just go and talk to somebody. You know, don't try and deal with it on your own because that's not going to get you anywhere. You're just going to put yourself in a hole of isolation and it's you're not going to get better by digging yourself a hole like that. You know, like, if you want to get better, you have to move through the storm. And, like, it's going to be hard. It's not easy. But if you want to see the rainbow at the end, like, you have to keep pushing through it. Oh, Charlize, I'm like just so 
thankful that you came on here and you shared the story because I just, I want people to, he- I've been wanting people to hear this story. Like we remember how like we, Charlize always has conversations and she throws pieces like here and there and everything like that. But I've always wanted you um, to share your story and how you came to know God. Like I really wanted Sandy to talk about it more and just like bring awareness to this thing that people, people don't talk about it. Nobody talks about the, the, um, issues that can happen with underage drinking, even with alcohol in general, like it's a real thing and it actually happens. But we know that, you know, God turns our problems for good and that's all he does. So I'm just so thankful that you came on here, Shelly's, and you shared our story. And yeah, I love you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Thanks, it Pip. so much. Oh, and this is going to be released on Shelly's birthday. She is turning 17, which is wild. Go with Shelly's a happy birthday and have a good day, Shelly's. You guys, it took Charlize a lot of vulnerability um, to come and share this because this is the first time, like we said, you know, she shared her testimony. She said this story about how God moved. Guys, if you were touched by this episode, we want to hear about it. Charlize wants to hear about it. And Paris's mum wants to hear about it. Her whole family does. So if you could like share this episode around as much as you possibly can, I beg you to because this is just such an amazing story and so many people out there need to hear it. So stay tuned for next week's episode. We hope you guys loved this one. Go with Shelly's happy birthday. It's her birthday today. And yeah, bye guys.